0: Hello, my name is Jordan Tardo, and I'm the lead pastor at Experience Church. I'd like to take a moment and just say thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast today. I hope this message blesses you. I hope it encourages you. I hope it strengthens you for what God has called you to today. We are in a new year, and I love New Year's because we can kind of almost hit the reset button. I like New Year's because it gives us an opportunity to really evaluate, or or at least try to evaluate what life was like uh, in 2021 or the year before and how we could say, okay, and I know I talked a little bit about it a couple weeks ago, how we say, okay, we want to leave some things in 2021. But then as we start the year now, it's saying 2022. what, What do I want 2022 to look like? And I believe God desires for all of us to have a plan, goals, if you will, for 2022. Now that being said, before I get started, I do into this message. I do want to say we're going to be starting our 21 days of prayer and fasting here at a, as our church as a church body together. Uh, we take the 21 days in January to pray and fast, uh, really just giving the beginning of the year uh, to the Lord. So that will start next week. Um, so we'll, we're asking that you would take time to pray, say, God, what are you asking me to give up for 21 days fasting? is not a spiritual, It's not a diet for Christians. Okay, so if you're looking to just lose some weight, that's not really what fasting is. Fasting is an opportunity to where we say, you know what, we wanna give something to God. This is what fasting is. Prayer is connecting us to God. Fasting is disconnecting us from the world. And so it's saying, I want to disconnect from some things and I want to say, God, I want to give you these things, not because I have to earn your love, but because I love you so much. I desire to give up these things for you. Fasting is a huge spiritual principle. Would love for everybody to plan on being a part of that. Um, Whether you want to fast a meal or whether you want to fast, there's all different types of fasts you can do. Um, If you want to just go all 21 days with just water, we'll pray for you. Go right ahead. Uh, But you do whatever you feel God's asking you to do. We're not, we're not here to say, do this. We just want to give an opportunity as a church to say, let's do it together and let's build and grow together spiritually. Cause I believe it's so important to do that in the beginning of the year. That being said, I want to talk to you today on a, on a title called new year, new you, new year, new you. Turn to somebody you're sitting next to and say, it's a new year and I'm going to be a new me. New year, new you. You know, again, I think beginning of the year is an opportunity for us to hit the reset button. We were just for Christmas holidays at, our, at my in-laws and we were at their house and we were hanging out and we were, they were dealing with the Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi wasn't working right in one of the rooms because the extender wasn't working. So we was, me and my, and my father-in-law, we spent an hour trying to figure out how to get the extender on the Wi-Fi to work correctly. So one of the rooms would have the Wi-Fi it needed. And we took an hour to do it. And finally we just like, we looked up everything you could possibly do. And we finally, we just said, maybe we should just like unplug it and plug it back in and reset it. <laughs> Y'all ever called somebody like when something's not working, the first thing they ask you is, have you reset it? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Sometimes stuff just needs to be reset. And that's why I love New Year's because sometimes in our life, we can be just going through the motions of what's happening throughout, uh, through, the, through school and through work and through family. We can go through so many different things that we don't even take a moment and say, okay, wait, let me stop. Maybe hit some the reset bu- button on some things in my life that will help me be a better, stronger believer and human That I desire to be. New year, new you. And I believe this. I believe that God desires for us to take moments and seasons to evaluate or examine ourselves. I wanna show it to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 5, it says, Examine yourself to see if your faith is genuine. Examine yourself to see if your faith is genuine. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you, unless of course you fail? The test, Galatians chapter six and verse four, it says each one of you should test their own actions that they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else, to test their own actions, to evaluate their actions. Psalms chapter 26 and verse two, it says, test me, O Lord, and try me. Examine my heart and my mind. Examine my heart, test me, examine me. God, search my heart, why? Because I desire to take moments and evaluate or examine myself because I desire to be who you've called me and created me to be. I believe this, I believe that God desires for us to have goals. And I know you're like, oh, is this one of those like, you know, just feel good messages where you're just talking to me about goals? Well, I'll say this, I know God desires for us to have goals, why? Because I believe this, goals are what gives us vision. Goals are what give us vision. If you don't have a goal, you don't have a destination. If you don't have a destination, you'll end up wondering. You ever got in a car and you're like, we'll just see where we end up. No, why? Because it would be a big, huge waste of time. What do you do? In fact, if you're like me, every time I get in the car, I hit the GPS because I want to get exactly where it is I'm going the quickest amount of time. And if it says 12 minutes, you best believe I'm going to get there in 10 minutes. Come on, somebody. And so here's what it is. It's this, we understand the goal is the destination. So if I don't have goals in my life, what's gonna happen is I'm gonna end up wandering for another year. And then 2022 is gonna end and it's gonna be exactly the same as 2021. God wants us to continue to grow. God wants us to continue to be who he's called us to be and continue to fulfill the callings that he has on our lives. But we must be a people that seek him Hear his voice and what those goals may be, and then we say, okay, we're going to lock in and we're going to have these goals fulfilled. Now, I will say this. Every goal has a plan. Every goal has a plan, and in that plan, every plan has a process. Without a process, the plan is just a pipe dream. Okay. without the process, the plan is just a pipe dream, meaning this. I have to have a system in place to reach this goal that I believe God is wanting me to reach. I have to have a system in place. This is what we want to talk to you about today. We're hitting the reset button. What are the systems that we have placed in our lives that are going to help us reach the goals that God desires for us to reach and that we want to reach ourselves? A new year, new you. I think the first goal and the vision that we have to look to and we have to search in and we have to examine is faith, our faith. What is the system the plan of action, the process that we have put in place that will help us build our faith. Psalms chapter 139 verse 23 and 24 says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. He says, search me. God, I want you to search my heart. He says, I want you to search my heart, but then he says, I want you to test even my thoughts, my heart and my thoughts. Am I believing and am I thinking godly thoughts or am I anxious and thinking all these ungodly things because of what the world is telling me? God, I want you to search me in my life. Romans chapter 12 and verse three. It says, because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Come on, somebody, thinking we better than we are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourself, measuring yourself by the faith that God has given us. We have to measure ourselves. Be honest in our measuring. Okay, here's what we often do. A New Year starts, okay, I'm gonna hit some New Year's resolutions, and New Year's resolutions are great, but that's not necessarily what I'm talking about today. What I'm talking about today is setting a goal in place that becomes a lifestyle in our lives. God is looking for lifestyle change, transformation, not just I feel like for 21 days or for six weeks going and doing dot, 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 dot. We, We as Christians have to say, okay, God, what in my heart, how can I build my faith and continue to grow in my lifestyle with you day in and day out? How do I grow spiritually with you each day as I walk out with you what you've called me to do? It's so important that we wanna understand this because here's what we know. If, if we don't, that what happens is we'll, we, we have no vision. And so here's what happens. We, we start getting caught up in what people are saying And what other people are doing, we start get caught up, start getting caught up, in the different things that the world is saying, and what we should be believing, what we shouldn't be believing. When God is wanting us to say, "Okay, I want to lock in," and I want to say, "God, where is it that you're taking me, and how can I set the goals to get me to that place in my life?" Your faith. Our faith, I believe this, our spiritual faith, our faith in God, I think is the very most important goal and the most important thing in our lives. It should be the highest priority in our goals. And people will say, oh yeah, 2022, I'm getting closer to God this year. Oh yeah, 2022, oh yeah, I'm getting closer. Me and God are gonna get close this year. This is my, me, me and God, God, this is our year. That's great, that's great. But here's the question I would ask, how are you gonna do that? It's not just, I want to get closer to God. That's great. That's a plan. But what is the process that will allow me to get closer to God this year more so than last year? I want to hit the reset button. Maybe it's, you want to, you say, you know what? I want to start reading the scripture every day. Do you know that you can read the Bible for 15 minutes a day and you'll read through the Bible in an entire year? If you read the Bible for 15 minutes, 15 minutes, come on somebody on Netflix for four and a half hours, Bless God. For 15 minutes, if we read the scripture, we'll read through the entire Bible in a year. And I'm going to be honest with y'all. Some of y'all be like, Hosea, Habakkuk. I don't even, I never read that in my life. What you talking about? All we have to do is set a process in place that says, I'm going to read for 15 minutes a day. I'm going to create this process. Why? Because then I look back. And now what's happened is I look back at the end of the year and now I've seen my relationship with God grow because I've been in his word. And I believe this. I believe as Christians, as believers, there's no greater time that we should be more engaged in his word. There is no greater time on this Face of this planet for humanity to be more engaged in His Word, and so maybe it's say, you know what? I want to build my faith. So what that means? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna lock in for 15 minutes a day, or maybe it's not 15 minutes a day. I'm gonna read. Maybe it's 15 minutes. I'm gonna read, and then 15 minutes. I'm gonna spend time worshiping and praying. And okay, so here's what happens: if you read and pray, if you if you pray for 15 minutes a day, by the end of the year, you've prayed for like not 91 days or 91 hours, I think it is, wrote it down, 91 hours. If you pray for 15 minutes a day, by the end of the year, you've prayed for 91 hours. See, what happens is we oftentimes wanna get these great big goals. We wanna have these great, oh, I wanna be closer to God. I'm gonna read and pray for an hour a day. And that's great that's great. If that's, where God, if that's where you're at in your relationship with God, that's great. But I do know this, that sometimes those can be intimidating, those type of things can be intimidating people to the point of where then we just don't do it at all and because we don't do it at all, we end up wandering and becoming stagnant spiritually when God is wanting us to be a people that dive into his word and continue to grow in relationship with him. What is it in your life? we hitting the reset button on 2022. What is it in your life? What's the process What's the goal in your life, first of all, getting closer to God, okay, in your faith, building your faith, but then what's not just what's the process, what's the plan, what's the process, what's the system that you are setting up in your life that's going to help you grow spiritually? Because I do know this, growth spiritually, and probably all growth, but growth spiritually has to be intentional. Intentional. Spiritual growth has to be intentional. If we are not intentional with our spiritual growth, here's what happens. for Even for those of us that have been Christians for a long time, we can get complacent with our routine of doing it for 15 minutes a day when God may be saying, maybe you need to go 20 minutes a day. Y'all see what I'm saying? So what is it in your life? How are you gonna grow? How am I gonna grow spiritually? What am I doing? What's the process that I'm placing in my life? to see God move and me to grow in my walk with him and my relationship within him in 2022. In 2021, it was a year, it was a year of a lot of battles. It was a year of a lot of blessings. There was a lot of battles and there was a lot of blessings, but I do know this. If we're not careful, the battles can become uh, can, can allow us to be clouded in our vision of what God has called us to. Let me explain. Well, I've tried to read my Bible 15 minutes a day before and I get tired and then I don't do it and then I miss a week and then after I miss a week, it's just like whatever. And so here's what happens. Then what we do is we look at something we used to do, the past of how we did it. And now it causes us to become discouraged or deflated to not put, pursue or push what God is asking us to do now. Does that make sense? I believe 2022 is going to be a year. I believe this. It's going to be a year of of hearing God's voice and seeing God's hand and power in our lives. I believe it. I believe it's going to be a year of hearing and seeing God. It's gonna be a year of hearing and seeing God. I believe that. I believe it with all my heart. And again, I wanna give y'all some kind of updates of what's happening here too. Like in 2021, we're building our faith. It's so cool as a church that over 200 people and just 2021, over 200 people raised their hand to either recommit or commit their life to Christ in our church. Over 200 people gave their lives to Christ in our church last year. Yeah, that's, yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. That's a good thing. We gave over $30,000 to missions and outreaches in our community and globally last year as a, as a church, just, just in global outreach. What, what, what am I telling you? I'm telling you this because I know that's what we did in 2021, but I know God has more for us I'm believing that God's gonna re- allow us to reach 500 people that are lost, 1,000 people that are lost, 2,000, 10,000, whatever. I'm believing God's gonna give, allow us to, to give even more to outreach and missions. Why? Because I know he's a God that is continuing to build, but I have to build my faith with him and my relationship with him so that he can continue to use me and he can continue to use you according to what he's called us to do as, as a church and as believers. How are you growing spiritually? What's the process that you are putting in place in your life to grow in your faith? 1 Timothy chapter four and verse eight, physical training is good, but training for godlessness, godliness is, is much better, promising benefits in this life and in life to come. 1 Corinthians chapter six and verse 19, do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. I think there's goals that we have to put into place. We have to put our goals for how we're going to grow spiritually, but then two goals and how we're going to grow in our fitness, our fitness. And I know everybody, this is like a, Oh, Oh geez, here we go. You're telling me go on a diet. No, I'm not. I will say this. Fitness is not a shape or a size. Fitness is a lifestyle. And what it is, is I desire to live healthy because I know, and I understand my body is a temple. So I'm going to be careful what I, what I eat because I'm going to be careful what I put into it. But then also I'm going to be careful and I'm going to be sure to make sure that I'm exercising and doing what I need to do. And I would challenge everybody in this room. You should, t- you should have some sort of 2022 fitness goals in your life. Why? Because it's spiritual. There is so, it is crazy how much our natural body and our spiritual body are connected. Good. When I'm down spiritually... It's more than likely, it has a lot to do with, has a lot to do, even emotionally when I'm down, it has a lot to do with physically, I'm not doing anything in my life and it causes me to be down. Your body, our body, a spiritual and physical body is so connected and so in, in all of us in this room watching online, what are the goals that you are putting into place? You're like, uh, you're telling me what to do. No. And I'm not telling you to go join a gym for 30 days. The next thing you know, you're paying all year long for 30 days that you spent in the gym. Come on, somebody. Y'all know that's how I used to be. I used to, I'm going to do, I'm going to join a gym. And then literally like mid January, the rest of the year, the gym just got me. You know what I'm talking about? They just got me. Gyms love January. You know what I'm saying? They love it. They love gym January. And so that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about just joining a gym. Joining a gym might be what you're at, you're doing. But what I'm saying is, what in my life, I wanna evaluate, I wanna re- hit the reset. What in my life is God asking me? Because I understand my body is a temple. I understand that physical health is is, is is not as important as spiritual health, but it is definitely still important. So what am I doing with my physical health to continue to grow? Because here's what I know. For those of us that are married and those of us that are, have children or want children, I'll say this. We, I want to be around a long time for my children. I want to be around a long time. And if I'm eating, I'm eating Twinkies all day long, come on somebody for some Twinkies. Y'all know what I'm saying? I don't even know if they still make Twinkies. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Donuts, if I'm eating donuts all day, I could eat a donut every once in a while, every day, you know, if I'm eating donuts all the time, is this helping me live a healthy lifestyle? I'm not saying you can't have a donut. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is okay, God. What is the goal and the plan that you're asking of me? And I would, I would encourage you this weekend as we go through this fast to ask God about this and say, God, will speak to me. And what are the go- some of the goals that I can do? I can put in place spiritually with my faith, but then also with my fitness, because God, I desire to live a life healthy for you, because I know if I'm healthy, I'm able to do more for the kingdom. I know one thing, for those of us in the room that have ever been sick, I'm one of the guys, when I'm sick, I am down and I am out. Y'all know what I'm talking about, like, I'm like, if I got a runny nose, I'm like, I can't move for days. Like, if I'm sick, I'm not reaching the potential that I know God wants to do in me. So I want to make sure that I'm being healthy to the best of my ability. Why? So I can continue to do what God has called me to do and build his kingdom and build his his ministry for him. God desires for us to be a people that build a lifestyle fitness. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 4. Everybody knows this scripture. Love is patient and kind. If you've been married, you probably had this read at your wedding. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. It keeps no record of being wrong. It's not rejoiced by being injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith. It is always hopeful and endures through every single circumstance. <gasps> you know, I think God wants us to set goals and, again, hit the reset button with our faith, with our fitness, but then also with our families. What are the goals that you are setting for your family? For those of you that are young in the room, you're like, oh, well, I don't have a family as far as I'm kind of living with my roommates. Well, your are spiritual family then, your roommates and your, those of you in your, in, your, in your life. Here's what I know. This is, I love this scripture in 1 Corinthians because it tells us what love is. But here's the question we have to ask ourselves. It says love is patient. Love is kind. Does my family, does my home, is it filled with patience and kindness? You know, the, the size of our house, the size of our homes are not as important as what our homes are filled with. The size of our homes, I'm about to cough, excuse me. <coughs> it's not COVID, I promise. <coughs> I don't know why I'm coughing. I might have to make a good of water in a second. Yeah, give it to me just in case. Bless God. Okay, sorry. So the, what the size of our homes, we oftentimes as, as, as humans, we get so caught up in, we get so caught up in, uh, oh, you know, we want this big home, extravagant home is when the size of our home is not as important as what our home is filled with. Is our homes filled with love? Are our homes filled with peace? Are our homes filled with patience? Are our homes filled, I love this, filled with a, a lifestyle that's not jealous or boastful? Oh, here's a real good one. Is our, our homes filled with not being rude? We are real kind to people that see the good side of us. Then we get home with the fam and we're rude. You know, one of the rudest things we can do is not be present. Maybe God's challenging you this year just to be present in your home. We can be real present at work. We can be real present at church. We can be real present in our small group. But then we get home and we get on the phones. And we're staring at the screen for hours and we're not having any conversations. Or we, we're staring at the screen of the TV and we're not present. And so then we're family, kids or wives or spouses, they're trying to have conversations and we're just, we're everywhere else but here. Maybe God's just challenging you this year to be here. I think one of the rudest things we can do to our families is 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 not be present. I think it's important for us to be present. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. It keeps no records of being wrong. Come on, somebody. That means when you get upset, you can't say you always so and so did so and so. You always say that, or you always don't do that, or you never do that, or not. y'all know what I'm talking about. Come on, somebody. Does not rejoice when being with injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Maybe God's. Maybe in this place, maybe you're here and you're relationally with your spouse and you're at the breaking point of where you feel like giving up. Maybe the goal is just, you know, this year, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep fighting. I'm going to continue to fight. And are our homes filled with this? And here's what I know. We can't just say we do these things. Are we instilling these values in our home? Are these values being instilled in our home? Because I'm telling you this, for those of us that have children, what you do is what they will replicate. How you treat your spouse, I promise you, is how they're going to treat people. And so are we replicating, are we modeling in a way that allows them to see the, the, the values that God desires for them to see? Hitting the reset button. What are the, what's the goal? And here's what I would tell you. What's the, what's the process in your life? that you're putting into place that you says, I'm instilling these values in my home. I'm instilling these in my family. And you know, family is, I say, is a lot like Snickers bars. You know, everybody likes the Snickers, come on somebody. Family's a lot like Snickers bars. It's it's pretty much all sweet, but then there's some nuts in it, come on somebody. (laughs) Y'all see what I did there? You see what I did? Every family's got its cray cray, it's all good. I tell people all the time when I do counseling, they start talking to me about their family situations. You're like, "Oh, I don't hear anything everybody said." I'm like, "Oh, I tell everybody the same thing." I'm like, "Every single family is dysfunctional somewhere." So it's not about being perfect, but it's about instilling values that allow us to get to the place where we're allowing people coming up behind us to see God in us, so that they can continue to grow and be who God's called them to be. Hitting the reset button in my family. And for those of you, again, that maybe you don't have your own families here in Tallahassee, you know, you're a spiritual family. God, sometimes, you know, family's not just blood. God gives us spiritual family that we can grow in and we can, we can continue to walk together and challenge one another so we can be who he's called us to be. Maybe it's taking moments with your family and saying, you know what? When I'm home, social media goes out the window. I'm going to say this. I'm just going to talk to you for a second. You know, social media is meant to be a tool, not a time killer. And social media, for almost every human on the planet, is a time killer. And my God, it will kill some time. We scroll, and we don't even know why we're scrolling. And so here's what it is. How do I know that? Because a few weeks ago, a few months ago, however long it was, it went Facebook and Instagram went down, and people went absolutely bananas. They checked every 10 minutes if it was back up. You know what I'm saying? Y'all remember when that happened? It was a couple weeks ago. Nobody noticed. Okay, cool. So here's what it is. Is are we allowing social media to be a tool to connect are we using it as a time killer where we're just scrolling? And again, if we're talking about with being in our families and being present in our homes, it's important that maybe it's, it's, we shut that stuff down. I'm not saying get rid of your social media platforms. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, are we instilling the principles of the importance of family? Because I will say this, and I believe this with all my heart. I think family is the, the greatest, number one most important uh, thing that the enemy attacks. I think the enemy attacks family more than anything else. Be, why? Because I believe if there's a family united, growing together, loving one another, I believe that the, the enemy, there's not much he can do against that. But what happens is the enemy tries to create division. The enemy tries to attack families to create division. Why? Because then if it's division, the Bible says the house cannot stand. And so what are, we in, what are the principles we're instilling? What is the process we're instilling to grow with our families. Proverbs chapter 21 and verse five says good planning and hard work lead to prosperity but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity. New year, new you. Working on our faith, our fitness, our family and also our future. Proverbs chapter 16 and verse nine says a man's heart plans his ways but the Lord directs his steps. Here's what I know about the future. I think the future is one, it's what we create and the decisions we make right now. But here's what I also know, I think that oftentimes, again, we wander and we just kinda hope the future happens. We hope the goals in the future happen. I would encourage you, I think you should, I do this, I think you should spend at least an hour a week planning your future planning out your future, investing financially, investing and saving. I think it's so important in a culture and a society where we don't know what's up, what down economically. Uh, We don't know what's going to happen. I would encourage you uh, in my planning, what are the goals financially for me to save? Don't just spend all your money. Even if you're in college in this room, don't just spend all your money. Learn the principle of saving, investing and giving. It's so important. Why? Because as we give, we're not just giving for a moment. When we give, we're giving for generations to come. And so what we're doing is we're planning for the future. I would encourage you in your life to say, take time and set up processes, systems in your life to say, okay, this is how I'm going to get to this in the future. This is how I'm going to get there. Whatever that is, whatever that is for you in the future, whatever your dreams and your goals may be. This is how I'm going to get there. What's the process? Because if I don't have a process, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to wander around. I'm going to hope for the best. And so in, in your life, I would encourage you. I believe this. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. God wants us to plan. The Bible says, good planning and hard work lead to prosperity. Then it said, God, a, a man's heart plans his ways, but God directs his steps. What does that mean? See, we make our plans, but we don't make our plans and hold on to our plans like this. We make our plans and hold on to our plans like this. Excuse me, like this. So here's what happens. If I'm holding on like this, I, it's mine. Nobody can take it. It can't change. But if it's like this, I make my plans, but God, you have the, you have the, the authority to come and shift my plans. You have, the, you have the right to come at any moment and shift what it is that I'm planning. I'm planning my ways because I'm planning for my future. Because oh, Good, because I know. I just read it. it p- good planning and hard work leads to prosperity. So I'm planning, but God, I'm leaving open-handed. I'm leaving it open because I know that if it's open-handed, God, you can come and you can start to shift and change. And here's what happens. God's plan, His he takes over and he makes it greater than anything we could ever imagine in our lives. But I do know this. Without processes in our lives, without a system, to reach these things. I know this, we will never reach them. What are the plans and the processes that you have set in place spiritually or that you are setting in place spiritually in 2022 to see yourself grow like never before? I really do believe this. I'm telling you, I believe this with all my heart that 2022 is a year where we will hear and see God like never before. I really believe it. I know you're like, oh, you're just saying that, you're the pastor. No, I'm telling you, I really, for some crazy reason, I'm just, I just believe it in my, in my soul that we will see and hear God like never before. But if I don't set up a process and a preparation to hear God, guess what? He can speak all he wants and I'll miss it. What are we doing in our lives spiritually, to see ourselves grow like never before. What are the processes and plans you're, you're setting up in your fitness, your physical body? What are you setting up with your family and also with your future? Very quickly as I close today, I give you three things on what to do and how to do it. I give you very practical tool tips on how to really figure out the process and the plan. Here it is. Number one. These are, things, these are things that will help you. Know the why behind the what. Know the why behind the what. The why has to be always, I'll say it this way. The why has to always be louder than the what. The why has to always be louder than the work. Because here's what happens. It's, oh, you know, I, I, I want to I get closer to God, and so I'm going to read in my Bible. Well, here's what happens. Then we get busy, and we go through our life, and next thing you know, we're tired at the end of the day, and we haven't read our Bible. And so here's what happens. It becomes this thought process of, oh, I'm tired, and I don't know if I want to do this. The why has to be louder. Well, why am I doing this? I'm doing this because I desire to grow spiritually this year. And so I'm going to make the effort. I'm going to be intentional to make those things happen. Know the why. Fitness, family, future, all the things. What's the why behind the what? Then two, write it down. Write it down. The Bible says in Habakkuk chapter two and verse two, it says, write the vision down and make it plain. It says, write the vision down and make it plain. Write the vision down, meaning write it down. on on, on, like scribble it wherever you want on your write it down on your sticky notes write it on your ipad write it on your phone wherever you want to write it write it out and then the bible says make it plain meaning this make it simple what's the simplistic process that i'm writing out to help me get to where it is i want to go know the why write it down lastly you need some accountability accountability. I think, uh, I think that accountability and people and humans around us, and this is why small groups are so important, I think are some of the greatest tools that will help us push us past our natural selves. It'll push us past where we're at. I, I hate working out by myself. Oh my goodness, do I hate working out by myself. You're like, people are like, oh, you just can put some music on and work out. No. It's terrible, okay? Like, I, I, I need people to work out with, even if it's just that like we can talk. I need somebody, I, I need people to work out with. I like working out with people. I don't like being by myself, period, much less working out by myself. I need people around me that are e- kind of uh, eating the same type of healthy, healthy way I want to eat. Why? Because if not, everybody's eating donuts. Guess what? I'll take some donuts. I'll eat some donuts. Sure, I'll eat donuts. Accountability, spiritually. I want people around my life that say, you know what? Let's go this year and let's read through the scripture. And let, let's read through it in a year. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to keep you accountable and you keep me accountable. And I'm going to ask you, hey, you read today? Hey, have you prayed today? Hey, have you, what has God been speaking to you? I, w- I want accountability. Why? Because accountability helps push me past my own feelings. So important that we understand this. So I would challenge you. I know this is a very simplistic, basic message, but I think it's so important as we hit the reset button in 2022. I believe this. This is the year where you, you yourself, I'm talking to you, those online, you will hear and see God like never before. But what is the process and the plan that you are putting into place to allow that to happen in your life? Because I believe it. we serve a God who is always wanting to show himself and reveal himself to us, amen? Can we pray today, Father?